Resorts World Catskills, where luxury and excitement are so close by. Catch all the sports action and so much more at Resorts World Catskills. Dial star star R-W-C-A-T to learn more. The Michael K Show. The final score, Miami 26 and the Jets 18. In San NFL, you can't be embarrassed by that. Coach Gase is one of the best coaches I've ever been around. Adam is our coach. That's not going to change. Whoever's in the building, that's who we ride with. So I got his back. It's just a matter of going out there as players and executing, staying consistent. Can't be certain group in the locker room, splitting up. Everybody has to just stay together as a brotherhood. These guys are good guys. These guys work hard, man. I'm watching that practice. They hate going through this. They don't lose games. They want to come out here and win. You just got to play better. The Michael K Show on 98.7. ESPN. Welcome back to the Michael K Show, everybody. Uh, momentarily, we'll be joined by Adam Gase, the head coach of the New York Jets. Has not been a, uh, an easy season for him. Jets are one and seven. He goes into Miami, loses to the team that let him go. Um, and uh, there's a lot of things to talk to him about. There, there, there really is. So. We'll have him in just a sec. It's not. It's certainly not something that, an interview that you look forward to, but it's certainly one that has to be done. The Adam Gase Report is brought to you by Window Rama and Anderson Windows, M and T Bank, Telemordu, and PC Richard and Son. Coach Michael Don and Peter. First off, how are you holding up? I'm doing. I'm. I'm good. Just. Just grinding. Just trying to get our guys kind of back on track after after Sunday. Is this talent? A one in seven talent, or is it better than this? I think it's hard to say if I'm going off of talent that we started with. We've had some guys kind of rotate through, and you know, I mean, three games we don't have our starting quarterback. It's just we we're kind of been mixing and matching kind of some of the guys that are playing together. But you beat Dallas, and that seemed like it was the jumping-off point because you're absolutely right. You had a quarterback with Mono. You lost the biggest free agent signing on defense in Mosley, and it crippled you defensively. But it seemed like everything clicked against Dallas. Since then, three consecutive losses. So what went wrong? Where's the disconnect between what we saw in the first half against Dallas and what's happened since? Well, I think New England, we we just – we just got smoked there. They just they beat us and Jacksonville. We just Jacksonville and Miami. We didn't do enough. All three phases. We just not playing complimentary football. We're just not doing enough to to put ourselves in position to win in the fourth quarter. Adam, are you and your staff being out coached in these games? I mean, as for somebody else to judge, I, I know we're we're trying to put our guys in the best position possible. You know, week in and week out. I mean, it's. I mean, you guys can can discuss that part of it but i mean i know what i'm watching on tape i know what's what's happening during the game it's just hasn't worked out the way we needed it to are you, i know you try to hold out outside noise and and for the most part i i believe that you do do that but do you understand that jet fans are furious right now and many of them are calling for your head saying that you're doing a bad job yeah i mean all i can say is you know we're working to get these things better this thing better trying to get our guys to to play well together and you know I promise you nobody's more angry than I am so I know nobody cares but you know it is what it is what was the most frustrating thing in particular on Sunday about the way the team played well I mean we just we didn't we didn't play well as a group I mean it's just it's not one guy it's not one thing it's 
you know, we have two kind of two areas of the parts of the game where we play complementary football, and, you know, we need that more consistently. I know that's something that we're constantly stressing, and, and guys understand it. We we know we can do it. We just we just got to put it together. Now, it comes together on those first series. You saw it against Jacksonville. You score on your first possession. You scored on your first possession against Miami. had a great second possession that stalled on the missed field goal. Why is it clicking early and then just not clicking as the game goes on? Penalties. We're hurting ourselves. You know, we have an explosive play. We get in legal hands to the face, and we have an OPI. Those are going to kill your drives every time. Is Sam taking steps back? No. He's he's doing a good job as far as the last two games. He's done well getting to the right place, eyes going to the right place, where he's kind of his body alignment, decision-making. We just got to eliminate the couple couple decisions that are causing turnovers. And he's aware of it. He knows it. That's something that he's working on. He knows that it's it's coming along for him, and, and he's – He's close to really clicking in the, in this thing, and I feel like he's, he took a better control of the offense at the line of scrimmage last game. That was really good to see for us with kind of how he was directing traffic. We just got to keep it clean for four quarters and, and make sure that we make the right decision when you know when we have the ball in our hand. Adam, you've always been forthright with us, so I'm going to be forthright with you. The thing that jumped out at me about Sunday's game after the game when you said you weren't embarrassed by that, I mean, you lost to a team that's not even trying to win. How's that not embarrassing to you and the organization? Well, I know this. When you're when you're in the arena and you're competing mm-hmm. and these guys are putting everything they have into this preparation-wise and laying it on the line, you can't be embarrassed about anything. You have to You have to go to work. You have to try to make things better. You have to do everything you can to put ourselves in position to win the game, and then we have to go go do it, and we haven't done that yet. But did this sting you more? Because this is the team that let you go, and, and then you lose to them. That was their first win. Yeah, I mean, it's really irrelevant how I felt about it, so uh, my job's got to be move on to the next one. All right, so as you move on, though, I, I guess the thing that frustrates the fans and, and even my, myself you know, covering the team is, all three phases. You've said that the last few weeks. Does it? Does it? At some point, have to get better, right? I mean, you want to see the team grow. You say your quarterback is not regressing, but it, it, at least from a statistical standpoint, wins losses. It seems to get worse and worse as each week goes on. Maybe not to you, the expert, but from to the from us, the naked eye, it just doesn't look like the quarterback is moving forward. Don't you have the talent and the ability and the staff, quite frankly, that this should be a team getting better? at this stage of the season rather than getting worse? Yeah, well, everybody's looking at the result. We're not winning. So nobody's going to look at the fine details of everything. We are. That's what our job is to do. That's what we're, we're always looking at. We're trying to, to put ourselves in good position. And the things that we're messing up right now offensively is we're turning the ball over. You know, we're having a bad turnover in the red zone, and we can't do that. And the other 39 throws that nobody pays attention to, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in there. We just gotta, we just gotta eliminate the bad plays. Any news on the MRI with Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see where he is tomorrow. Like right now, I know he's not practicing on Wednesday, and we'll just kind of see kind of the rest of the week goes. But I think he's feeling better. We'll just kind of kind of see where it goes from there. And you put the cornerback Tremaine Johnson and the wide re- wide receiver Josh Bellamy on IR. There's a good possibility this could be Tremaine Johnson's last time with the Jets then after being put on the IR and the way the contract stacks up. Yeah, I, I, I haven't really been diving into any contracts. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, I mean, I know we're, we put him on IR and him and Josh, and, you know, it's kind of that, that time of the year where some guys, you know, they, they're not going to be back in time, and, you know, we got to get guys up to be able to play. You you left the game. Uh, you had the three timeouts at the end of the game. You didn't use them. You've just said you've since said that that was a mistake. But the question I have to ask you: Why did you call a timeout when they when they were kneeling? Why did you say, decide to use time, one? Then? We had three timeouts left, and right. we we screwed that up by not not getting Fitzy to the ground right away and him kind of dancing around back there. That was that was not not what we needed. We needed to get him down and. We still had enough time. Maybe we could have got one more play in. Who knows? Um, your quarterback, Sam, was on yesterday, talked about communication, like with the safety. You know, there's the lack sometimes of that communication. Is that on the players? Is that on the coaches? When there's a lack of communication, where do you correct that? Well, I wasn't in the huddle, and it's one of those things where not sure what was actually said and what was communicated moving to the line of scrimmage, if anything changed. So I mean, I've, I've talked to, we've talked to as a group, and and we just know that that can't happen again. We got to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Sam's such a good guy. We asked him this yesterday about Brian Winters. He said, "Listen, no problem." We spoke about it afterward. But I mean, do you tell your guard who's not having the best year of his life? Don't you ever try to show up our quarterback on the field in front of cameras and people? I think Brian was just he was frustrated and upset, and you know, Brian's Brian's playing through a lot of little different things and and trying to do everything he can to help us win. And, you know, it's one of those things where we'd rather not that happen. I know in the heat in the game sometimes there's a lot of things like that that occur that not everybody always sees. That was just happened to be one of those situations that everybody could see. You know, we'd rather not that, that go on, you know, but sometimes we got to hash those things out. Is your owner upset at the way the team's played? Have you spoken with Christopher Johnson? Yeah, I, I talk to him every day. And what does what does he say about a loss like Sunday? He he shares the same vision that really Joe and myself and 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 Jaime have kind of put together, and we're, he knows that we're working to get things corrected, and we're putting everything we can in to to trying to get a win one week at a time, and we got to do a good job this week and and get ready for this game and and make sure that when we go out there we're ready to go and. And we we performed better than we did last week. Is, is I mean, he seems like a very even keel guy, but is he upset? Is he angry at the way the team is one and seven? I, you'd have to ask him that. He's I've never seen him angry, angry yet. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's something you'd have to ask him. Um, Coach, I know this is a, a challenging time, and even having to do these interviews is probably not the best of uh, things to do at this moment, but. You've done a great job keeping your cool, moving forward. But personally, in terms of challenges you've had in football, this game that is your life, where does this current circumstance rank among the hardest challenges you've had in the game? I don't know. That might be a better question for the end of the year. We'll, we'll kind of see how the next eight weeks play out. We'll see how you know how our injury status kind of goes through the rest of the rest of the season and. We'll see how much better we can get. We, you know, I just feel like we're we're close to turning the corner, especially on offense. It's just we just have to protect the football. We can't put our defense in bad spots. We can't miss out on red area opportunities. I feel like we just get these red, you know, turnovers cleaned up. Mm-hmm. That, that would help us a lot. I want to circle back to something that I had said before, um, Coach. I didn't get a chance to follow up when. When I was talking to you and criticizing the team based on the losses, you said that I'm just judging it on wins and losses, that you go deeper into that. And I get that. 
But are you asking me not to judge it on wins and losses? No, what what can I judge uh, it on? Not, that's that's not what I'm saying. I'm okay. just saying that's what I like. I have to look deeper than that, right? You know, what I mean, I mean, trust me, I want to win as much as anybody else. It's just when you don't, you you got to dig deep and, and look at all the things. What's good? What's bad? What do we need to fix? What what did, what do we feel like is closer to a finished product than something else? Like we have to really dive into those type of things. If I just shrugged my shoulders and said we lost, like let's scrap everything, then we're not going to be able to build anything. Now, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I just want to know your feeling, Coach. Do you, do you feel with, with the fan base so uh, angered right now and inflamed and the fact that the team's 1-7, do you feel that by the end of the year, if it doesn't get better, that your job could be in jeopardy? That's something I, I don't – it doesn't cross my mind because I, I can't think that way. i got to think getting the guys better. That's what I'm worried about. And you never, even in a quiet moment, think about stuff like that. Boy, this is not going well. No, because I, I have 53 players, probably more than that, really, if you count all the guys that are either on IR or practice squad. I got 26 coaches. I got all these guys counting on me to do my job. So, And I got front office counting on me. I got ownership counting on me. I got the, our, our staff counting on, count on me. I got our front office upstairs counting on me to make sure that I do everything I can to help these guys get better. And if I'm wasting my time on that, then I'm not doing my job. All right, thoughts on the Giants? It's you know they're showing some some good stuff on offense. I know that watching Saquon and he's going to be a, he's going to be a challenge for us. Obviously, you know Daniels had some some good good stuff. You know he's kind of having you know a couple of turnovers, which that happens with the young quarterbacks. The defense, you know, they have a lot of really good plays. Betcher's a hard hard guy to go against has been for me and you know over the last four or five years so you know we it's gonna be challenging for us we got to make sure that we're ready to go you know we, we, we've thrown a lot at you there's a lot to kind of uh dissect and as peter said I, I know it's difficult but when you hang up this phone after this interview what's the what's the first thing you work on what's the what's the first thing that has to get accomplished as you march forward for this giant game well, i'm gonna be watching this next cut up i got pulled up once i get off the phone with you guys do I mean, you, we're just we're working on our first and second down game plan. Do you look at this giant game as a big game because of what it means to your fans and it's a home game? I mean, in the NFL, every game is a big game, and anytime you get a chance to play at home, like you, those are the games that you look at as you have to win, and that's what that's kind of how we've approached every game, and we just have to make sure that we do a good job getting ready this week and and go play well. I guess the reason we do this is because the fans just want to know, you know, what the coach is thinking. Uh, do you have a message for them? What would you tell the Jet fan as they get ready for the second half of the season? We need to play better. We need to play better. We need to coach better. We need to make sure that we have better results on Sunday. Now, final thing. I, I don't think you'll answer this, but I'll ask it anyway. Usually at the halfway point of anything, you give a grade. Give yourself a grade. How have you coached? Or have you done a good job? I mean, I'm, that's for somebody else to 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 throw a grade on. On things like that, I don't. I don't think that way. You you don't think, gee, I've done a good job this week or a bad job? You, that doesn't enter your mind. It, no, because it's irrelevant. I don't waste my time waking thinking about things that don't matter. Yeah, but you've got to you've got to judge your, your, the coaches that you work with whether or not they they're doing a good job. So yeah. I mean, you must self evaluate. We we're eight games in. We're eight games in, and we got eight more to go. So we got a we got a long ways to go. We got a lot of things to get accomplished. All right, Coach, thank you. Good luck this Sunday. Thanks. All right, guys.
All right, that's the Adam Gase Report brought to you by Windorama and Anderson oh, Windows. Geez. Ready to replace your windows? Start with the window installation experts at Windorama. Visit windorama.com today to get started. M&T Bank, the official community bank of the New York Jets. Tell them or do the original triple blended smooth sipping Irish whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Please enjoy responsibly. And PC Richard & Son, get employee discounts on appliances and mattresses at PC Richard & Son for a limited time. You pay what PC Richard & Son employees pay on appliances and mattresses. Go get savings. How many more do we have of this? Eight. I, I will tell you this. I, I, I think that that's nonsense. I think that everybody looks within themselves on whether or not they're doing a good job. And that's an evasive answer. No, you can't, no, you can't. You no, know, the, the result is the answer. They lost. He knows yeah, he failed he, last week. Yeah, but he keeps saying that we've got to do a better job coaching. So tell me the grade you give yourself for the first eight games. I, I think don't say that that's for other people to do, because if you're a great coach, you grade yourself. How did I do? How did I, I don't care what Michael and Don and Peter or Andrew and RJ say, how did I do? He knows how he did. Does he think he's doing a good job or not? And this is the first time at the beginning of the interview I think that he's ever used an excuse. I said, does this team have enough, have more talent than one and seven? And he started to talk about the injuries. And I don't think this team has a lot of talent right now with all the injuries. I get that. But they should not be this bad because the Miami Dolphins stink and you cannot get run out of that stadium. No matter how little talent you have, it's more talent well, than the Dolphins have. It's kind of telling, Michael, because if you go back to last week when we asked him, is this a must win, he didn't want to go there. And we kind of hinted that maybe he didn't want to go there because he knew this was possibly a loss. I, I think this is a guy that's disgusted right now with a lot of things. I don't think he's happy with his personnel. I don't think he's happy with his coaches. I don't think he's happy with himself. But in typical coach fashion, which is almost as – the same excuse as I can't talk about that because it's under investigation is we've got a game to get ready for. I don't want to think about the past. I want to think about the future because the, the past has been really awful and there's probably certain things that he doesn't want to talk about. I don't know how many times you can ask the same question no, you before can't you just say we're done with it. I mean, I, I kind of circle back to mine because listen, I don't know football as much as he does. So all I look at is the result. I, we can dive as deep as we want into it, but I'm sorry. His quarterback, to me, looks like he's regressed. He disagrees. How am I supposed to argue with the coach of the team well, if he thinks he sees something? He know he obviously knows quarterbacks more than I do. But Peter, the fans, the executives, that, the league, though. the trophy at the end of the year is based on wins, not who made the most progress, uh, I, not who 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 won the day on third down. It's about who won the game. But he can't. Here, I'm not trying to continue to defend Coach Gase. I do. Here's what I wish. I wish he gave us a little bit more. Anger. We wanted to hear, let's be honest, wouldn't all of us felt a little bit better if at some point he went, I gotta tell you guys, I'm sick. I'm mad and I'm sick I'm to not my stomach. Take it anymore. This is the worst time I've ever had professionally. I can't, I'm angry. We want to hear that he has kept the same tone every week, no matter what happens. It's actually very Todd Bullish of him. Very much the same tone all the time. And I think that's frustrating. But I don't think we can individually, on an answer by answer basis, get overly frustrated. He cannot tell us midseason that Sam's regressed. That would become a dominant headline. He can't do it. So what do we really expect for him to get to, no, to I get say it. to us? But, uh, but, but you can be honest about the job you're doing. He should say, look at the record. That's you are how what I, your record says you are. And I am, I'm, right now, I'm one in seven. I'm a failure. That is what he should say. 
And, and and the person that should be talking, and I'm sorry we've put in for him, is Christopher Johnson. You can't hide, man. Not when your team is this bad and the organization is floundering. And your fan base is inflamed and really, really, really ticked off. The owner has to step up and address the issues. You can't hide behind you know the the gilded um, curtain. You just can't. It's not right. No, but you know, Peter's right. You don't want to kill the quarterback. You don't want to kill the team because all that comes back and, and, and can haunt you at the end of the day. But the evaluation as a whole, I think, can at least sound a little bit more critical. And I do think it's kind of a cop out when you're like, "Well, we're, we're, we've got eight more games to go. We got to move on." We kill Belichick for it, right, in a positive way. We, you're right. Uh, so, hey, he comes on the air. Peter outlined it beautifully. It's a difficult thing. It's a difficult thing for all of us. It's a difficult thing for the fans. I, I but literally, what, I can't. I can barely get through it. I'm so stressed out talking to. But him. that's why I wanted to ask him. Like, what I said. What's the message to the fans? We got eight more weeks. Well, nobody knows that more than the Jet fan. They got to live through those eight weeks because they're a fan base that will not just go and go do something else. They're going to sit there every Sunday and watch this team. It's the amazing thing about football. You, if you're a true fan of a football team, and I can't say this about basketball, you can't say it about baseball. If you're a fan of a football team, if they are absolutely abhorrent, you generally still watch every minute of every game. Right. It's there's only, only 16. 16. There's only 16. Of so them. You're, you're dialed into every minute. But I got to tell you, it's got to get close for both of these franchises, really. You mean where you just say, where out? you just say to yourself, "What am I watching?" I mean, it's Sunday. You know, it, it, the holidays are coming. I can go Christmas shopping. The day, you know, the last last Sunday was a really nice day. We want to go out? Really? I mean, you have to ask yourself if if they're not giving you anything. If it's the same song and dance every single Sunday, then who's the fool? I got to be honest. I I have a talk show in the afternoon. I didn't watch that game live. I DVR'd it. I wasn't going to spend the afternoon not with my children and my wife to watch that. Sorry. It's not a good product. It's an awful product. And you wonder how the stadium's going to be on Sunday. Well, it's a Jet home game. Uh, I would think it's probably going to be... The, the people will show because, again, as Peter said, there's only eight home games. But I think it's going to be probably 50-50 as far as fans are concerned um, with the Jets and Giant fans getting in. And I think the people that go into the building are going to be there for one reason, to boo their favorite team. And how do you cheer them as they come on the field? There's, Honestly, how do you do it? And and when they come off the field, well, then it, somebody's going to have to win the game unless it ends in a tie. But they're they're going to walk onto the field, and you're going to you're going to probably hear the loudest boos you've ever heard. Because when have you ever been in a building, Peter, where both where everyone in unison is booing both teams? Both teams will be booed. Michael K. Show on special. 98.7 ESPN <laughs> brought you by Geico. The real value in car insurance isn't how much you save. Also, the kind of service you get. Good thing Geico's been perfecting both for over 75 years. We do have some good news. Um, I'm going to be there. Chris Canty's going to be there. We're going to meet fans at the 98.7 tent at the island at MetLife. So come by and say hello. So uh, I want to see it firsthand exactly what's going on. Exactly what's going on. But Chris Canty will be there as well. 1-800-919-3776. That's the number. We'll take some phone calls. Obviously, people have some things to get off their chest. You just heard the interview with the coach of the Jets. It's Kay LaGreca, Rosenberg, and you on Yes and 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. That's right, man. Don't miss Michael, Don, and Peter weekday afternoon starting at 2.55 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Or look for us under Listen on the ESPN app.